advisory to those who are not animal lovers, open to new ideas, or interested in integrative holistic healthcare for your pets, and believe that prescription diet is the best food for your pet. This podcast may offend your sensibilities. Have you ever felt frustrated and helpless after listening and doing everything your vet told you to do but it only made your sick pet worse and not get any better? That's me in 2008 with my first adopted cat, Meow. I did everything the vet told me to do and I realised she wasn't getting any better and only worse. So I decided to look into alternative health options and was drawn to the stories of holistic pet service entrepreneurs and their transformative journey, overcoming obstacles, chasing their passion and creating a movement that has caused a ripple effect of positive change in the lives of their clients and pets around the world. Join me as I share the raw, inspiring journeys of these amazing entrepreneurs, their successes and failures. My name is Amrys Wang, and this is The Raw Entrepreneur. Welcome to The Raw Entrepreneurs Season 1, Episode 4. In today's episode, I have a very special lady, very, very special lady, who started it all and inspired me to take the plunge into the multi-cat world head-on, the queen of catification, Kate Benjamin. This is Kate Benjamin's story and her journey as a cat style expert. Hello everyone, welcome to The Raw Entrepreneur. This is Amrys Wang. Today I have a really special guest. She is the queen of catification. My inspiration for whatever I've done is all thanks to her, Kate Benjamin. She's the founder of House Panther and co-author with Jackson Galaxy of two New York Times best-selling books, Catification and Catify to Satisfy. She's been writing about cats and design since 2007 and is dedicated to making the world a better place for cats and the people who love them. Kate has created a unique business niche using her skill set and talents in a way that fulfills her passion for cats. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for saying yes. Oh, I'm so excited to be here to talk to you. This is a great, a great new podcast. I love the whole concept. Oh, thank you. Could you share with everyone... Who is Kate Benjamin now? Well, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> in the context of catification, um, I started this whole thing back in 2007. So at that time, um, I had in my background, my undergraduate degree was in interior design from Cornell University. Um, and then I did graduate work at Arizona State University in um, user-centered product development and visual communication design. So I kind of have this whole long background of design and, and uh, just really an interest in everything from environment to graphic to product design and, and how it affects our lives. So with that background, at the time, I was working as the director of marketing at a children's product company. Um, and let's see, did I have cats? I had a couple of cats at the time. Um, so I always loved cats as a kid, but I didn't start getting my own cats as an adult until I was in my thirties in graduate school. It was actually. Um, and so I was at this company called Boone Inc., which was a startup company here in Arizona that, um, at the time was making really pioneering 
beautiful products for parents and children. Um, and it has since gone on to be a global brand. So anybody who has young children may know about the Frog Pod or some of the other Boone products. Um, there's all sorts of things for the kitchen, for the bathroom, just beautiful, beautiful things. Um, so I was the startup team. I was the first um, director of marketing when we were creating the brand. And it was right at the time of the mommy blogging boom. So that's when everybody was starting blogs and things. And so I didn't have much of a marketing budget. I was working with these social media outlets to get our products out there and create the brand and the brand image and everything. And I started to realize, oh, you know, these bloggers are, are sort of changing the face of children's products design because a lot of the ones I was working with were talking about this idea of beautiful, innovative products for parents. Just because you have kids doesn't mean your home has to look like, you know, an explosion at a daycare center. So um, that was very interesting to me, but I didn't have human children. I had cats. So I said, hmm, how come nobody's doing this for cats? Because I had been doing a little research saying, well, what's out there that I could have in my house that isn't ugly? And I had started to find a handful of companies that were making really beautiful and innovative products for cats and cat owners. So one night, having worked with bloggers all day long in my day job, I was like, well, why don't I just start a blog? And so I created a blog called moderncat.net just because that was, I kind of wanted this idea of this, this modern spin. So this was in 2007 and I just started it and um, it took off like crazy because there was a really big interest in this topic um, and no one else was writing about it because I had this kind of unique background coming from this world of, design and product development and working with social media. I was, it was a really like a perfect storm. Um, so I just started writing about these small companies that were doing cool things. A lot of them were individual design studios. And then I was finding a lot of things from overseas, from Europe, from Asia, um, writing about those things. And I garnered a lot of media attention. So I was interviewed for the New York Times, for CBS Sunday Morning. Um, and it just really started to bring attention to what I was doing. And that brought in more advertising revenue because it really was a publishing platform. So I started working with these companies. Um, and that was also back at a time when being a professional blogger was new. And so you, you really could do even more than you can now because the playing field was wide open. Um, these days, everybody's a blogger, everybody's an influencer. So there's just a lot more noise out there. So I'm glad I started when I did. It really, it really was perfect timing. Um, so it actually was good enough. The income from the blog grew until I was able to quit the day job working at the children's product company. As much as I loved the company and what we were doing, I really, it was not my passion. I was not ever planning on having children um, and I've really never been around them. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know much about children other than these products I was, I was dealing with. Um, so when I left and started working on the blog full time, I also launched some handmade cat products um, that I started selling on Etsy and that was very successful and really was my chance to, dabble in, okay, I, I need to make things. First of all, I'm a maker. I'm 
here in my studio in downtown Phoenix right now, surrounded by my crafting hoarding uh, stuff, which I use to prototype and come up with new ideas and and uh, and really do catification projects and stuff. So so there I am. I, I now have this line of handmade products, um, and things are moving along. And then all of a sudden, a reader sends me this um, link to a new TV show on Animal Planet called My Cat from Hell. And I watched the first couple of episodes hosted by Jackson Galaxy, the famous cat behaviorist. But nobody, he wasn't famous at the time. Like this was his first sort of scene. And um, I said, who is this guy? He's amazing. I loved how he was talking about cats, how he was super cool. He was like, really like, this guy's going to change the way people think about cats. And a mutual friend happened to say, well, you know, he's been trying to get in touch with you. And he had been, I went back through my emails and found some emails from him that he had been trying to say, Hey, uh, I'd like to work with you because, um, he finally, once we got what he had been a fan, he was a fan of mine actually. So that's like my big claim to fame. Um, and he'll admit it. He was, he was like, look, we need to work together. Um, because what he wound up, saying is that he would go into people's houses as a cat behaviorist and tell them, well, you need to have shelves and perches and windowsill boxes and, and all this stuff, cubbies and cocoons. And people would look at him like, what? I'm not doing that. It's going to look horrible. And he said, well, I'm not a designer. I don't know how to make it look good. But he said, but you do. So if we work together, then we can show people why they need to do it and how they need to do it. And that's where catification was born. Um, so along this path, there have been a couple of aha moments. Um, even before I started working with Jackson, um, I had I was, I was probably doing an interview when this sort of came to me. At first, I was just writing about cool cat products. Um, and when I say cool design, I mean two things. I mean, is it aesthetically pleasing? Does it, is it beautiful? But also, is it innovative and functional? Does it make a difference in your life and the life of the cat? Is it something they need? Not just another hunk of junk that doesn't really help anything. So good design is both both aesthetically pleasing and functional and innovative. Um, and so when I, it, on the surface, it looked like I was just writing about cool stuff for cats. But I had this realization that I was actually using design to change cats lives and to save their lives because i would frequently get emails from readers who would usually say something like well i'm an architect or my husband's an architect and we have a cat um, but all the scratchers out there are so ugly we don't want them in our house and now the cat is scratching our sofa um, and then i realized if i can show them hey Here's a beautiful thing that you won't mind having in your home. Oh, and by the way, your cat is going to scratch it instead of your sofa. I have just saved that cat from either being declawed or put outside or being taken to the rescue where essentially, you know, they're, they're, they're done, you know. And so using design to save cats' lives. Then when once I had that sort of big aha moment, I, I really the passion and the drive and the mission all came together. It, you know, I was like, this is it. I knew this was my life's work. I knew 
everything I've been doing up until this point was leading to this and here's why. Then once Jackson and I started working together, it really added another whole layer of meaning because I am not a cat behaviorist. I am not a veterinarian. I am a designer who lives with a lot of cats. And so as a designer, you tend to have a certain skill set of being observant. I think people are sort of, we're sort of looking for problems and solutions and, and what things can be created or designed to accommodate that need. Um, and so I had that skill set. And in my graduate work, I also learned a great deal about this idea of user-centered design, where you're really using ethnographic research methods to get at problems you don't even know exist. Because you can't just sit in your ivory tower as a designer and say, well, I know what you need. You actually have to get out there in the real world and think of things outside the box. You know, you can't just come in with the, the first solution that you think is the best solution or is the standard solution. You almost have to turn the problem on its head and really think about it from a different way. So I had that skill set, but then once I started working with Jackson and he really understands cat behavior and why environmental enrichment and product design is needed to address a cat's natural instincts and really help them live their best life, then it all came together in another whole new way where I just started seeing, oh, you know, there were some things I was doing instinctually, you know, like even before I'd ever heard of Jackson, the, sh the show didn't exist, I was hanging cardboard tubes on the wall so my cats could climb through them and, and walk on them and shelves and steps and things where they could go up. And I was creating super highways back. This is when I've got my first cat. Um, and really it was just an instinctual thing for me. And then once I started to learn the, uh, the real behavior side of it, that was the, the science behind it. You know, that was, Oh, that is because this is what a cat's behavioral instinct is, and this is how that design is accommodating it and why. And it just helped me tweak everything so that it was even more meaningful and useful, <coughs> functional for the cats. Um, it also made me look at my own cats in a completely different way. Because along this journey, from when I started the blog to today, I have... Uh, also done a lot of rescue and TNR um, and bringing new cats into my home and observing them and and really working with a lot of feral cats and things like that um, shy cats different personalities and I have absolutely loved every moment of watching them learning from them letting them inspire my work and and just sort of lead me in the next direction, um, which goes back to this whole idea of, you know, are these people now who are sort of sitting in their design studios designing stuff for cats and there are no cats there? Okay, no, that's not gonna fly. That is, that is not, not gonna work. My other goal in doing this, and I knew this early on when I started the, uh, the original blog, um, is that I wanted to influence the larger pet product industry. Because like I said, I started off writing about individual artists and design studios who were doing small things. Then Etsy came on the scene and there were a lot of people doing handmade things. But 
the big companies with the major manufacturing capabilities and the distribution power were still just making really ugly beige carpet covered stuff or just nothing. I mean, just not giving much attention to the world of cat products. The emphasis was always on dog products. Um, and so I wanted them to see, Hey, there's stuff happening that you need to pay attention to. And there's an audience and a market for it. And they did, they all did. Um, so you now today, so 2007, so where are we? 13 years later, um, <clears throat> the difference in the overall pet product industry is mind boggling. So we have big companies, you know, we have Hagen and we have Souter and all these big manufacturers who are putting research and development and time and money into developing gorgeous functional cat products. <coughs> and it makes me super excited. Um, it's almost hard to keep up with everything because the little companies too that I saw grow, you know, um, the companies who were around at the very beginning, uh, Refined Feline was there when I started, uh, Modern Cat Designs, um, Hepper was around. Uh, there, I mean, these are all companies that have just stayed true and grown and, and added to the whole overall conversation about cats and design. Um, and I've just wanted to support that and see that happen. Um, and now we're seeing tons of stuff from overseas. And then I eventually outgrew my handmaking studio um, here, handmaking my cat products. And I wound up, um, I was approached by a company out of Texas called Primetime Pets. And they said, hey, uh, we would love to partner with you on some cat furniture. So I have a licensing agreement with them. And I'm also in charge of all of my product development and ideas. And we're creating a whole amazing line of cat furniture and scratchers and all different things. We have the toys just launched last year. Um, and that's really exciting. So that's more than I could ever do on my own is to have that whole team and that partnership. So that's taken it to another level. And, uh, I just every day enjoy getting up and doing what I do. I mean, some days it's kind of busy, but, um, I look at my list of things to do and every single one of them is something really great. So I'm, I'm really blessed to have that. Thank you for listening to part one of Kate's story. Look out for part two of Kate's interview after our launch series. Wow, I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you, and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.